He's a man who spends hours in hardware stores, seeking through the nuts and bolts of life. Joe Suchere. I'll take these two calls on the leg deal, uh, and then we're going to move on. Done for. Maybe some other day we'll do it. Mike, go ahead. Hi, Mayor. Hi. I'm not a doctor, but I have uh, visited. I am friends with longtime listener Terry, who is a wealth of information. Yep. Um, basically, it's a neurological thing. I've had it for quite a while. They do have a medicine for it. I ain't taking my, it. My doctor, well, if you get it every day and quite often, it gets, it gets worse and worse over time. Oh, but yeah. what will happen is uh, my doctor had thought perhaps, and he believes that it might be related to low iron deficiencies i had my blood drawn and it was low and i did take iron supplements for a while and it did seem to help the situation all right thank you yep this is it because we got to move on mark this is the last one yeah i was gonna just uh kind of comment similar uh as the last caller um i've had it since a little kid and um and I've found actually walking helps. Yeah, um, absolutely. If I get out and walk quite a bit. Yeah. Um, my best nights are when, when I've had a real long day, a good walking. That's right. And that's why I've developed my theory. Yeah. So it's not uh, it's not for lack of walking. It's need to walk more. All right. Thank you. There's a, there's an, a, hello? Why yep. didn't that hang up? Well, I'm sorry. How do you hang that up? I'm I got you, bro. I've uh, <laughs> got restless hang-up oh, yeah. syndrome. Right. Are we on now? Yeah, Mark, we're on you still now. there? I got, uh, we got the time to tell. <laughs> I wish there was time to uh, turn. Well, we can make this a quick oompa quiz, but okay. we don't need the we don't need the preamble. Sure. There's a Southern California legislator. They're called assemblyman in California or assemblywoman. Uh, there's a Southern California legislator who wants uh, to make it criminal uh, if a waiter or a waitress in a restaurant does this. He wants to make it criminal. Um. <sighs> Uh, 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 um, gets in your Demo- face if you don't leave a tip. He's a Democrat. Question. He's 32 years old. He's introduced legislation that would eliminate the custom, the customary serving of something unless you ask for it. Water. Nope. And if you don't uh, ask for it and you, you get one, he wants to make that a, uh, a, a criminal offense. What do you get when you go to that? Mm-hmm. Bread. Straws. What? Straws. The guy's name is Ian Calderon, and he read some reports by environmental groups, so he sprang into action and because uh, he wants to eliminate uh, uh, excess pla- plastic in the world. Oh, Could you cool. call the uh, backup waiter because uh, uh, Fred got arrested again because he's passing out straws. He gave a straw to that kid in booth <clears throat> five, and now he's... This is, God, I would not is, have guessed that. This is plastic bags in Minneapolis. This is the ruling from the salon. Oh no, I'm, I'm, uh, I'm pro... Uh, wise use of plastic. I, sure, I don't of like pictures of plastic clogging the ocean any more than anybody else does. But uh, this is this is this is symptomatic of the mystery. Think of the problems in California. Yeah, they got huge money problems. Huge money problems in California, <clears throat> and this guy, uh, this is who they find. It, his father was an assemblyman, so it's a family business. Oh, Lord. Uh, Think of that. They just got over all this drought and fires. You know what the fine would be? The fine would be a thousand bucks. Oh yeah. Mm-hmm. This is according to the Sacramento Bee. You got to nail them. It's specifically for the state sit-down restaurants, while fast food ex- uh, establishments are exempt. I wonder where the money would go. 
General fund? Uh, well, they don't I really- looked up this guy because th- this is what we're facing in America. We're facing no garage logicians or very few run for office. This guy's 32. He's got a college degree and he's married. No kids yet to the best of my determination. And uh, I could find no evidence that he's ever worked. Then I found this story in the uh, Sacramento Bee, Sacramento, California. So when they drop off the soda or pop and you have not requested a straw, but there's an accompanying straw. You're, that guy's in trouble or that so woman's in trouble. A server could be fine. And, and then think of this. It's California. Can you think of the euphorians who would be more than happy to report that a wait person yes. brought an unasked oh, for yeah. straw? Snitch society. Snitchers. <laughs> Then I found this in the Sacramento Bee dated, uh, well, it's dated today. Oh, uh, he got married apparently in October of 2015. Okay. Here's the headline in the Sacramento Bee. Ian Calderon gets married, requests cash. Now, when you see that, what is your instant thought? Because it's probably the same thought I had. Uh, he requests cash. He's going to... Um... Donated somewhere. That's exactly what uh, I thought. It's going to be charitable. You see, because GLers are still thinking rationally. Yeah, I'm, hey, so just send me some cash. I'm going to help the kids I, with I cancer. Quickly presumed that what he was going to say is, and then I'm going to take this cash in lieu of any wedding presents my wife and I get, and I'm donating it to X, Y, and Z charities in my district. Right. That's what I thought. For their wedding at the Hollywood Roosevelt in Los Angeles this month, Assemblyman Ian Calderon and his bride, Elise Lau, had one request of their guests. Money. Okay, so far so yeah. good, right? They wanted to buy a house, they said. And they they made the ask in rhyme. To save you shopping, sit back and rest, the couple wrote on their registry. A gift of currency is our request. Don't go overboard or rob any banks. Any little thing will make us smile with thanks. Pretty poorly written. They asked for money so they could buy a house. <sighs> this is who we're electing. No, nope, I submit to you that that the Mysterians are becoming bolder. L.A. Weekly, which first reported on the wedding and the couple's request for cash, noted that guests included lobbyists raising questions about the propriety of that request. Okay, lobbyists that were there, I knew long before elected Calderon, who earns ninety-seven grand a year as an assemblyman. Oof. Uh, I asked them all not to give a gift, and they respected our wishes and did not give a gift. Of course, how do we know that? Right. You need a blender. That'll happen here. It'll happen here. You've got the plastic bags already. Did you note that uh, mm-hmm. Melvin Carter has created in his cabinet the position of chief resiliency officer? This, uh, Yeah, and this was pointed out by a lot of emailers, including uh, Jay Coles from downstairs, saying, I well, can't believe this. And that's Russ Stark, who is uh, uh, admittedly very opposed to the automobile. Yes. And he... He words you used to mean something. Resiliency means the ability to bounce back from illness, but uh, the chief resilience officer in St. Paul is going to be worried about climate change. And you can imagine, you can imagine, the rulings from the salon, uh, from people like chief resiliency officers. Yeah, and it's only going to get worse in St. Paul. You have a ruling in California. We want to make straws illegal. 
because there's too much plastic in the environment. If Calderon has a car, and I'll bet you anything he does, mm -hmm. there's probably more plastic in that car than in than in a million straws, <laughs> right? Yes. Oh boy, I'm not. I'm very worried about St. Paul. Well, you should be worried about life in America. Life in America in general. Let's stay with California from the uh, Wall Street Journal. A California court case could turn every cup of coffee into a jolt of reality on the risks of cancer. Under a state law in California, cancer warnings already follow Californians when they enter the lobby of apartment buildings, drive into parking garages, and sit down at restaurants. They also pop up on products including kitty litter, ceramic plates, and black licorice. Now a state judge in L.A. is expected to rule in the coming months whether coffee could be labeled as carcinogenic under the three-decade-old law, which is meant to warn Californians of potential harms. <clears throat> coffee is on the hot seat because of the presence of acrylamide, a flavorless chemical produced during the roasting process. Mm. Acrylamide is one of more than 900 chemicals on a list of those known to those known to the state of California to cause cancer, birth defects, or other reproductive harm. Businesses must warn about the presence of any of the chemicals under the law known as Proposition 65. And and what, what, what this is, is it's the hiding of your virtue uh, behind precaution. The There's a one in 18 trillion chance right. that you drink enough coffee to get cancer from the acrylamide. But that's 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 a good enough chance for California to make you to make the coffee shops post warnings. So what they're doing is, hey, look at hey, Patterson, look what we're doing for right. you. Among the items that contain warnings for chemicals deemed carcinogenic by California, wood furniture, office chairs, ceramic plates, snow globes, French fries, potato chips, balsamic vinegar, whole whole leaf aloe vera. Leprechaun hats, black licorice, new cars, casio nibs, whatever that is, smoked oysters, and smoked baby clams. Mm. My role as the great denier will be coming up. Any wood furniture? Nope. Cancer closet. You'll learn more here by accident than elsewhere by design. Here's Joe Souchere. I know you'll uh, you'll appreciate this. Talk to me, bros. Environmentalists, well, they're not environmentalists. I'm an environmentalist. These are Mysterians. Are targeting hamburgers and buffalo wings with a meat tax? A meat from tax? Bloomberg. Yeah. Uh... Soon, uh, meat eaters will be asked to pay a surcharge for their obsessions with meat. See, it's not normal if you eat meat. It's an obsession. <laughs> it's not. It's a, that's, that is as normal as it gets. Excise taxes on beef, pork, and chicken could be the next big thing in a state and local tax environment that's already comfortable with sin tax regimes aimed at cigarettes, alcohol, gambling, and is adapting quickly to special levies on sugar, greenhouse gases, and marijuana. While there are no current legislative proposals imposing state or local surcharges on meat, a growing number of public health, environmental, and animal rights activists are bullish on tax schemes addressing the mounting social costs of meat production. Now, I've told you about the Sea and Calderon in California. Yeah. Do you think he wouldn't be? He'd be party to that. 
I'm sure he would be. He'd, he'd be on board in a heartbeat. Where is this? It's nowhere. It's it's coming. Oh. Uh, we have never been closer to a meat tax, oh. said Ashley Byrne, Associate Director of Campaigns for People for the Ethical Treatment of Animals, mm-hmm. which has nothing to do with animals. Nothing. No. We have seen people, including meat eaters, realizing that meat is bad for their health and meat is taking this incredible toll on the environment. Uh, well, okay. People seem more open than ever to an excise tax on meat. What does that solve? It doesn't solve anything. doesn't solve anything. If we're going to tax tobacco and tax soda, it's it absolutely makes sense to have a similar tax on meat. So no, activists, no, activists really, really uh, uh, are influential on the mystery, aren't they? Well, they're very uh, uh, money-based, aren't they? Mm-hmm. Americans for Tax Reform opposes a meat tax. Americans hate new taxes, said Gov, uh, said Grover Norquist, president of Americans for Tax Reform. New taxes on a basic consumer product like meat is doubly unpopular and will end more political careers than your usual dumb tax idea. Want to stay with it? Staying with it, yeah, if you're giving us information like this. Uh, he... Opaquist. What food item, according to scientists at the University of Manchester, I presume that's the UK. Okay. Uh, they've they've zeroed in on a new surprising global warming culprit. Uh, in the first study of its kind, the researchers carried out an in-depth audit of various of this various food item. Okay. Throughout their life cycles, and found uh, that they could be res- they could be responsible for the equivalent annual carbon emissions of 8.6 million cars in Britain alone, which is an ass statistic pulled out of this these researchers' ass. There's no way to know that. What food item are they talking about? Shall we play a game? I've got another puzzle for you. He threw me a curve with that last part. What what did you say in that last part? And um... well, these uh, knuckleheads contend that uh, in order for this food item to exist, uh, you end up with the production of uh, carbon emissions totaling that of okay. eight point uh... six million cars, which is a we don't know that. That's just an ass statistic. It's highly consumed every day by most people. Every day. It's not coffee. No, that's carcinogenic. Yeah, right. You got that. I'm already mm-hmm. done. And again, this is another thing that this bozo Calderon, the likes of him, would go for. They, they, oh, oh, yeah, I better do something about that because we keep electing people who are trying to change our lives, not improve them. Okay, so you already talked about coffee, and you already talked about meat. Yeah, this is a this story is distinct from the meat sto- meat taxation story and the carcinogenic uh, chemical in coffee. I'm not going to stop drinking coffee, by the way. Is this deep fried? No, it could be. I was going to guess. Although I rarely see it, I was going to guess. You can fry this. You can you can you know make this in a in a frying pan. Um, bacon. Nope. Damn. I thought I had it there for sure. Eggs. What do you think? And there's an endless variety of these things. There's an endless variety. I had one today. A piece of toast. Nope. Damn it. You have toast with a coffee. Sandwiches. Oh, I had a sandwich today, too. Scientists at the University of Manchester have found a surprising global warming culprit, sandwiches. 
According to the British Sandwich Association, I didn't know they had one, the United Kingdom spends $8 billion annually on 11.5 billion sandwiches with half made at home and the other half bought at shops. To better understand the environmental impact of all these sandwiches, the Manchester team looked at over 40 different sandwich types, recipes, and combinations, as well as how they are made, packaged, transported, and stored. You know what? The other day it was researchers who uh, woke up one day and said, I can get paid for the next five years if I come up with a way to uh, to posit that the world's going to run out of maple syrup. And now these morons get paid for the next five years for coming up with the idea that, you know, sandwiches are injurious to uh, to the health of the earth. It's never going to end because the Mysterians are winning. I, I, that's dreadfully pessimistic news, but it's the truth. They're winning. They're winning all over this country. They're winning all over Western Europe. They're winning in the uh, biggest cities in this country. They're winning in the Twin Cities. And only garage logicians seem to be alarmed by this. Well, they can't... uh, Sandwiches have a carbon footprint. Okay. Yeah. Uh, But they're easy to make and they're affordable. Right. And we need to put a stop to say no. We need to start saying no. Mm -hmm. No. Well, the Manchester team says they're not anti-sandwich, but they do say that changing recipes and packaging while reducing waste could result in a 50% drop in sandwich-related carbon emissions. Yeah, okay, sure. Thank you. This uh, research was published in the Journal of Sustainable Production and Consumption. Garage Logic will be back in just a moment. Commencing Garage Logic segment number eight. Here's John Height. Thank you, Joe. It's cloudy and 26 degrees. This update is sponsored by Sprint, 1500 ESPN and Sprint. want to send you to the ESPN campus in Bristol. Stop into any participating Minnesota Sprint store between now and February uh, 9th to enter to win this trip that money can't buy. More details at 1500ESPN.com. Keyword, Sprint. Former Vikings great Chris Dolman underwent surgery in Atlanta yesterday to remove a brain tumor. Uh, he received well wishes on Twitter from former teammates and fans. No word on his condition as of today. Dolman was the fourth overall pick in 1985, played for the Vikings from 85 to 93 before spending two years with the Falcons, three with the 49ers, and one final season back here in Minnesota in 1999. He had 150 and a half career sacks. One fellow with Twins Connection elected to the Hall of Fame in the class that was announced early last evening, Jim Tomey, is going in. Going in with Tomey, Vladimir Guerrero, Trevor Hoffman, and Chipper Jones. Or as I was driving in and listening to another station, they called him Jim Thome and congratulated Kevin Hoffman. Trevor Hoffman. uh, (laughs) Not a joke. Trevor Hoffman, just did, was he West Coast all his career? San Diego, but then he also pitched for the Brewers for a couple of years. Yeah, because you don't hear, you didn't hear much about him. He had the best intro song ever, though. What he was? ACDC, Hell's Bells, ACDC. I was always a big fan of Hoffman. Timberwolves lose to Portland last night, one twenty three, one fourteen. Wolves stay out on the West Coast tonight. A tough one against the Golden State Warriors. Jim Thome. Jim Thome. Jim Thome. <laughs> Is that the old neighbor? <laughs> nope. That's wow. the station that talks about football 24 hours a day. Really? That's, yeah. yeah. 
That's embarrassing. News and believe me, the sauce? I'm the king of guys that say stupid things on the radio. Right, I can second that. <laughs> <laughs> and off the radio. Right. Oh, uh, News notes from today. Uh, the University of Minnesota's Child Development Center, which provides child care for 140 university families, will close in the summer of 2019. Parents learned of the closure in a letter from school officials on Monday. That move will pave the way for an expansion of the Shirley G. Moore Lab School, which the spokesperson said needed new space. University spokesperson Evan Lapiska said the decision to close the center was made after a lengthy process that found renovating the CDC to expand the lab school was the best option. University's website said the CDC is a model demonstration and training site for early development with research opportunities to further the knowledge of early development education and quality care for young children. Donald Trump threatening today to withhold aid to the Palestinians if they didn't pursue peace with Israel, saying they had snubbed the United States by not meeting with Vice President Mike Pence during a recent visit. Trump speaking after a meeting with Israeli Prime Minister Benjamin Netanyahu at the World Economic Forum in Davos, Switzerland, said he aimed for peace in the Middle East. Palestinians shunned Pence's visit to the region this month after the president recognized Jerusalem as Israel's capital and vowed to begin moving the U.S. embassy to the city. A spokesman for Palestinian President Mahmoud Abbas said the United States had taken itself, in his words, off the table as a peace mediator since it recognized Jerusalem as Israel's capital. A part of Bob Dylan's past, now back in Minnesota. Recently, the Minnesota Historical Society won two poems in an auction. The poems were written by Dylan while he was a student at Hibbing High School in the 1950s. The poems were saved by a high school friend. Also includes a photo of Dylan and a high school buddy on a motorcycle. Patrick Coleman of the Minnesota Historical Society said, The Historical Society is charged with documenting Minnesota culture, not just our history, but our culture. And I can't think of a bigger cultural giant. We like to concentrate on what makes this person a Minnesotan. What are they? I like cheese. How about you? <laughs> yeah, I haven't, uh, I haven't seen the poems. The Historical <laughs> Society paid ten grand for the auction for the Dylan items. They'll be on display starting in the middle of February of this year. If you think having just one cigarette a day won't do any harm, according to British researchers, you're wrong. Probably kill you, huh, John? Yep. Lighting up just once a day linked to a much higher risk of heart disease and stroke than you might expect. The bottom line, according to the team led by Alan Hacksaw of UCL Cancer Institute at University College in London, is... No safe level of smoking is, exists for cardiovascular disease. So that must apply to secondhand smoke then, too, that same study? No safe level. There is no safe level. No safe level. Everything will kill you. Got it. Studies. You know, this, this list in California of the products that contain... What, what couldn't you put on Right. There? Wood furniture? And what couldn't you put on that list? Right. Are you familiar with a song by Joe Jackson called Cancer? No. The keyword. Oh, yeah. Every, that's a hor- everything uh, gives yeah. you cancer. Yeah. That's from the uh, Stepping Out album, right? That is, yes. One of my favorite George Jackson tunes ever. Yeah. A smoker should quit instead of cutting down, the study says, using appropriate cessation aids if needed. They say it's a warning also to the young that even so-called light smoking carries a heavy price. Young adults often often smoke lesser amounts than older adults, says Patricia Nolan, who directs the Center for Tobacco Control in Great Neck, New, Jersey, uh, New York. Excuse me. She said these lighter smoking young adults do not even consider themselves smokers, but they're at risk of developing coronary heart disease, she says, from smoking even a smaller amount of cigarettes. Just weeks before giving a rousing Golden Globe speech that spawned rumors of a possible shot at a presidential bid, talk show host and 60 Minutes correspondent Oprah Winfrey told InStyle magazine she has no interest in running for president in 2020. 
She told InStyle's editor-in-chief, Laura Brown, I've always felt very secure and confident with myself in knowing what I could do and what I could not, and so it's not something that interests me. I don't have the DNA for it. The interview was conducted three weeks before Winfrey had received the Cecil B. DeMille Award, where she gave that speech. The possibility of Winfrey's run was trending heavily on social media after she delivered those remarks at the Golden Globe Awards before a television audience of 19 million people. Let's start the clock right now. How long, Joe, will it take your guy, the Trumpster, to say, see, she did not want to run against me. Right. I already uh, defeated her. Don't ask me. He actually, remember, he right away said, I don't think she'll run. The next oh, day, that is literally, true. He yeah, he the did next say day, that, he yeah. said, I don't think she'd run. And so I don't he's think already he's... been right. Yeah. yeah. Plus, I don't think he's going to either. <laughs> the destruction of the world is closer than it's been since 1953. All according, right. According All to right, the... because we're about, what, 50, 60 years closer, right? According to the uh, atomic scientists who run the doomsday clock, they moved it up 30 seconds from last year oh, no. to two minutes to midnight. Oh, boy. The clock ticked forward because of, in their words, the failure of President Trump and other world leaders to deal with the looming threats of nuclear war and climate change. According to physicists Lawrence Krauss and Robert Rosner, the CEO of the Bulletin, that is the atomic, uh, the Bulletin of the Atomic Scientists. Do you get that magazine? Yes. Okay. <laughs> told reporters... We considered at length the lack of predictability in how the U.S. is thinking about the use and future use of its own nuclear weapons and unpredictability that's embodied in statements and tweets by the president. The president has tweeted, of course, with North Korean leader Kim Jong-un over the past several months. The scientists say they also worry about the progress North Korea is making with nuclear weapons. The CIA director Mike Pompeo said this week that the North is several months away from the ability to put the U.S. at risk. The scientists say... Uh, the other countries should be trying to freeze North Korea's use of nuclear weapons. The D&T farm of Japan has come up with the mange banana. What's that, John? That's a banana with an edible peel. I like that idea. Ah, no, 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 uh, no, no. That's that. it's you don't cross wow. that. Well, it's just save you some time. It's like a, um, a baked potato. Do you eat the skin? I have on occasion. Oh, I, I like love it. this. It's yeah. got to be the right time for me. Right. You know? Oh, okay. I, I it has to be the I right won't. crispness. and Because right. by the time that all that interior of the potato is gone, yeah. it's cool. And like a hot you, potato. Well, you, know, you, you could carve it up and just eat it, you know, oh when it's God. hot. You know what was interesting about that, Joe? Hmm. Uh, these two who rarely express a strong opinion about anything, right. they both went crazy as soon yeah. as we said right. that. What the hell? You what? call me now. Uh, here's how this you all like a banana with the peel. Here's how this happened. If you're wondering, <laughs> what's uh, the joke about? What is this? How yeah. do they eat the banana? Yeah, yeah. yeah, bananas are normally grown in tropical climates, of course, at around 80 degrees. I figured that. But the mangue banana saplings are grown on trees kept at get this 75 below zero. Really? Then they're replanted once they thaw out in a method called freeze thaw awakening. I ain't eating one now. It's too much stuff. It's too much science, yeah. <laughs> too much going on. Yep. Supposedly, this is meant to imitate how plants grew during the Ice Age 20,000 years ago, and it causes bananas to grow to full banana maturity in four months instead of the normal two years. Did you know it took two years? Look at that banana. Two growing. years? Yeah. Two years. Is that how long the story's taken? More importantly, oh. it makes for a thinner edible skin. According to Rocket News 24, that skin doesn't have much flavor, but it's really easy to eat. The banana sure. itself is stickier and sweeter as well as compared to the average banana. I just wish you had saved the story for when Kenny was yeah, here. Yeah, now I kind of wish right. I had. Maybe we can do it again at 3:30. Uh, they are expensive right now though. They cost uh 5.75 per banana because they only grow them in that one place. Oh yeah. Skin. 
Here, Japan. they're going to line up What's, to spend what, what six bucks. What does a bunch bucks. of bananas cost? I don't. They're I don't usually nine cents a pound. Yeah, they're cheap. Oh. Eight, you know, you can get a, a six banana. Why did I give cents. that up? Why didn't I ask you how much are bananas? What would you have guessed? I have no clue. But I like them. I like a nice <laughs> banana. But you don't need to. You can't eat the peel. No. This is the home of sports talk. That's for sure. Um, 1500 ESPN. Here's Dave Dahl in the Channel 5 Weather Center. Hi, thanks, Joe. This is Sam. Oh, Sam, the, uh, all right. Oh, yeah, I thought Dave was coming here. back. I'm sorry, Sammy. Nope, that's okay. Dave is uh, out on an appointment here, but... We're going to see some mild temperatures overnight tonight. Right now we're at 26 degrees. We'll actually warm up a few more degrees, I think, before midnight. Uh, down to around 30 for an overnight low. And eventually we'll get rid of some of these clouds. Seeing partly sunny skies throughout the day tomorrow. Kind of a mixture of sun and clouds and a high of 42 degrees. And now winds will be breezy out of the southwest at 15 to 20 miles per hour. Heading into Saturday, we'll stay mild but a little cooler. High 32. There is a chance of flurries possible late on Saturday. And that's along a cool front that will drop down out of the northwest and eventually sending our temperatures down to around 20 above for high on Sunday. So Saturday, a high of 32. Sunday, a high near 20, partly sunny skies. And we'll continue to cool down from there. Early next week, a dip in temperatures. Monday, high of only 18 above. And then Tuesday, we'll warm up again. 26 for a high. Wednesday next week, 33. And then it looks like another shot of Arctic air just in time for Super Bowl weekend. And, Joe, I have your records for you. Jan, 25. 58. 58. Now you're talking. 1944. 1944. But listen to this. 31 below. 31 below. 1904. 1904. Thank you. Thank you. You think the Trumper and the Misses yes. uh, got a little trouble going? Uh, I think I sense, ten I sense nonstop tension. The uh, they had their thirteenth anniversary a few days ago. Okay, the, no card, no announcement, no nothing. No, you know the right. Obamas would make a big deal of oh, that, they, and they'd right. close the streets yeah. in New York, and they'd she'd, have a date. She'd have a new gar- anniversary garden. It'd be a in big the back. deal, yeah. you know. There was no mention of it. Then she doesn't go to Switzerland with them. Right. She stayed home. All of this in the wake of the Stormy Daniels report. <laughs> Stormy Daniels. I, I uh, you know, no one can seem to control Mr. Trump. He just says what he wants. And right, right. Does what he wants. I wonder, uh, I wonder if she's able to. I wonder if, I wonder if she's able to put her foot down and, and say, all right, that's it. I've had it. I don't uh, know. Unless, well, what's the boy's name? Baron. Baron there. I was thinking Barton, but it wasn't. Uh, maybe she is, is staying close to home, so Baron is, is well cared for. You know, as a common interest, she wants to kind of. But why? Why no mention of the anniversary? Those are the kinds of things yeah. presidents use to their advantage. Uh, I think because he's already arrived, he doesn't need to. Already arrived where? Well, I'm, he's he's not he's not trying to endear himself uh, to the American people. All right. Uh, because again. And this is just my theory. He thinks he he's already care. endeared. He, and he doesn't, he doesn't care. He obviously doesn't care what people think because he does those stupid those are, tweets. Yeah, well, but okay. He, well, you know what? I hope it works out for him. She seems like a classy first lady. You don't hear, she doesn't have, she doesn't have a cause though. What's her cause? Uh, that I don't know. And she doesn't care for the limelight. She yeah. doesn't want, uh, you know, 
I don't. I was she was like, pictured. Yeah, she was pictured today at the Holocaust Museum in Washington. <clears throat> mm-hmm. Unannounced, she showed up. Oh, interesting. No pool of reporters or anything. Hmm. But usually, you know, they get. She could be against sandwiches or something. Right. They, right. They, they I always, think. They always have a cause. Michelle yeah. Obama was school lunches, which she right. thoroughly ruined, ruined for eight years. Ruined, yes, yeah. and, but she could she could be you know don't give a straw to somebody unless they want one. She could be a plastic activist, right? Uh, she, there's a variety think. of things she could do. Yeah, but they they don't really um, they don't parade her around. No. You want to hear my favorite headline that I've seen in a long time? Tell me. I saw it today. Maine man, as in the state of Maine. Okay, M A I N E. Maine man shoots one-eyed rabid raccoon that holed up in the outhouse. <laughs> now, that's a, that's a headline. It's a good headline because reporting isn't what it used to be, but that headline almost says it all. Mm-hmm. Maine man shoots one-eyed rabid raccoon that holed up in outhouse. Yeah. There's a picture of this fellow, Ben Howard and his wife, Jolene. Uh, Princeton, Maine, they survived an encounter with a rabid raccoon last week that could have been nasty, but for Ben's prowess with a shotgun. Took care of it, huh? A Washington County man used a shotgun to kill a rabid raccoon that had wandered onto his property last week. Test results released Tuesday confirmed that the animal had rabies. Oof. Ben Howard shot the raccoon at dusk. On January 18, upon request from game game warden Brad Richard, speaking to Howard by telephone, Richard asked Howard to kill the raccoon to prevent the spread of the disease. It was a situation where I was quite a ways away and we didn't want the raccoon to get away, Richard said Wednesday. So in other words, the, uh, the authorities gave the guy permission to drill this thing. Okay. Take you, take it out. The incident was Maine's third involving a rabid animal this year, according to the Maine Center for Disease Control and Prevention Statistics. Well, despite that wonderful headline, this is from the Banger Daily News, reporting isn't what it used to be. Okay. Was he using the outhouse? I, I don't mean to uh, uh, no, I know be sophomoric, but sure. that would be quite a fright, wouldn't it, to sit there reading the Reader's Digest and all of a sudden... There's a rabid raccoon. Secondly, how do you know if a raccoon is rabid? Well, that's the first thing you think of when you sit in an outhouse. I hope there's no raccoons. Yeah, around. that's. I mean, or anything. Or even a toilet. You know, your sewer rat. You have to look. Hey, hey, hey! I'm gonna do these pipes. And how off the grid are they? That they're still relying on outhouse. Yeah, that's really. You off could the add grid. the half moon on it. Yep. Oh yeah, they have to. That's the calling card. Yeah. And the the door that just it's there's no is lock. It, is it's, it creak? It's it's latched with a um, that single. Uh, what do you call that? Like on a gate, the end of a gate. Just a hook. Just the just the little hook thing. Yeah, yeah. That's how it's kept together. He's reporting isn't what he used to be. I think it's crucial to this story to know how close this guy came to uh, possibly having been attacked by the. Uh, or, or how was it reported? Was Ma Kettle on the? On the throne, and there's Jesus. a picture of, of the couple here. How old are they? They look they look in there. Maybe their early thirties. Oh, they so they look like indoor plumbing. They should be you indoor. Think so? Plumbing age. You yeah. think so? Mm. I'm told by an offsite correspondent that listens intently while waiting in a parking lot for her child to come out that uh, cyber bullying, ironically, is the cause of Melania Trump. What do you mean? That's her. That's her cause. We don't want to cyber bully. Oh, that's her anybody. cause. I didn't know. Well, see, she's not doing a very good job of it. We Especially haven't heard with her much. husband. 
Yeah. Right. Her husband's the biggest. <laughs> what an irony. Right, right. We just don't hear much from her. So, no, not at all. But uh, I'm glad to know that uh, we have listeners who happen to know what her cause is. Yes, yes. No. You know, Pat's not here today, but Matthew Collar's going to join us. Yeah. He, uh, along with Judd, was stranded in the uh, uh, hotel in Philly, and, and he just told me a dreadful, dreadful thing. They had the same room. Wait I want to mortgage my house to get a different Yeah, get a, get we'll a probably wouldn't room. work out for... I'd I mean, have we to don't have even that. room together when we go on the road. Pardon? We don't room together when we go I don't, on the road. I, I don't room together. I, mm. That's part of the deal. I got to have my own uh, my own deal. Uh, there are horror stories. Yep. Um, yeah. No, it's nothing against Judd or you, by the way. It's just a, a personal eccentricity of mine that I just soon have my own room. Well, it's not a very big room. I would have right. preferred the other way around, but we didn't think we were going to be there that long. No, you were there. Uh, you didn't get home till what, Tuesday? Yeah. Tuesday, Tuesday late. Yeah. Tuesday late. Order up some late night room service, maybe a burger and some fries and... You know, it's 2 a.m., you're trying to get to bed, and yeah. Judd wants to get his back massaged. I only get one shot <laughs> yes. to fall asleep. It's only not, get one. It's not working for I only you. get one chance. All right, uh, sports uh, will be coming up uh, shortly. Uh, what is this you gave me, Rook, about uh, Tanucci? We're going to re- revisit uh, an issue that was just uh, posted today on ESPN or Yahoo um, about right. uh, the Randy Moss story from some time ago. 1500 ESPN is KSTP, St. Paul, Minneapolis. It's 26 degrees, warmer weather ahead. 